0: and now proper propaganda if you're just tuning in to civic cypher i am your host ramses job big shout out to q ward and uh... maggie b Nolan. Uh today we are doing something a little different we have a special guest with us dr camilla westenberg um, and she is speaking to us on behalf of the NAACP, Maricopa County branch. And we are discussing um, midterm elections, but we're also going to take some time to discuss voter suppression. We're going to figure out how to identify it, how it looks, how to fight back against it. All of those things. These are things that are very, very important in our community. This is a long-standing fight that, if I'm honest, I was unaware of. Um, until way too late. And now that I'm aware of it, I can see it in more areas than uh I'm completely comfortable with. So stick around, we're definitely going to talk about that. But first and foremost, we are going to discuss B-A-B-A, Baba, how to become a better ally. Today's Baba is sponsored by Hip Hop Weekly magazine. You can find out more at hiphopweekly.com. Uh for today's Baba, you can become a better ally once again by checking out nAAcp.org slash take dash action there you can find petitions fundraisers campaigns the like if you want to get active that's where you can go um if you're interested in protecting reproductive rights if you want to pass the equality act which prohibits discrimination based on sex sexual orientation and gender identity in areas including public accommodations and facilities education federal funding employment housing credit and the jury system that's where you're going to find that information you can support the NAACP's position calling for President Biden to take executive action to cancel federal student loans at a minimum of fifty thousand dollars again where you want to go is naacp.org slash take action if you want uniform police reform that's something that we talk about a lot on this show if that's what you want you can support that um Climate justice is another thing we mentioned on the show. It's very important, obviously, but you may not be doing it for yourself. You may not notice the effects in your life, but if you have children or if you plan on having children or you plan on leaving the world a little bit nicer place than you found it, again, the NAACP has initiatives that are dealing with climate justice. And uh, today we're going to be talking about combating voter suppression initiatives. Um, So, again... You can find all this and more if you want to get active, if you want to become a better ally, visit NAACP.org slash take action and do just that. Take action. Now, voter suppression. Uh, Dr. Westenberg, this is another thing that you and I have talked about quite a bit. I'd say we've talked about it for on and off maybe eight years now. Mm-hmm um because i became acutely aware of it uh from having conversations with you this has always been a very big concern of yours and now i'm noticing uh, uh a very conservative facet of this country becoming more aggressive
1: mm. in
0: their tactics and i see them uh rather rather than allowing it to look like what it is which is absolutely voter suppression there's a thin veneer of patriotism this idea that they're protecting Mm. some sort of voting integrity Mm -hmm. or there's this idea that they somehow are um keeping everyone honest or something like that when the truth is they're just making it more difficult for Mm -hmm. the most uh uh, where, where for the people where it's most it's already the most difficult for them to get out there and vote. Um, so uh, how do we take this idea and turn it into real things? Like, how do we identify um, voter suppression? In, or how about this, a better question? What do you see as voter suppression initiatives around the country?
1: Um, first, I would say that voter Suppression from a generic perspective
0: mm-hmm.
1: is anything that makes you feel uncomfortable, unwelcomed, inadequate, and or not qualified when you attempt to vote that's the essence of what it is and there are many strategies that have been used uh to suppress the vote from restricting um the use of um or having people to serve water Mm -hmm. while you are in line uh to vote uh the uh observation of poll workers and poll observers. Right now, we just had, our branch just had two workshops um, equipping people to become voter uh, poll workers and poll observers to make sure that all of the guidelines were adhered to at the time of election. Mm. And what is happening is that people are being threatened and so you have a number of people who are not assuming those positions any longer. And there is the suspicion that there are going to be people on November the 8th who will be around those locations that will make you feel as though uh, you're like. Uh, is jeopardized Mm. or that you're doing something wrong. And so voter suppression uh, is is for real. Uh, I know during the last presidential election, even the postage system was um, interrupted. Yes. Uh, As it relates to mail-in ballots, uh, the sorting systems were taken out and... uh, there has been uh, a limited number of drop-off boxes where you can leave uh, uh, your, your ballot. Uh, the business of uh, submitting a ballot for someone else Uh, is problematic. You cannot do that any longer. For example, if you have your neighbors and you said, well, I'll take all of them and drop them in, you can't do that. That's against the law. Uh, There are just any number of things that can be used for voter suppression. Uh, Looking at the ballot and how you respond on your ballot, looking at your signature as to whether it is correct or the date. Uh, Just recently, uh, my goodness, in order, uh, there were were individuals arrested because of an infraction related to voting. Consequently, that is suppression because anyone who wants to vote now in this election is going to have a second thought and say, you know, am I really eligible to vote? Mm. Uh, And so there are just a number of ways in which voter suppression can can take place.
0: You know, it's it's uh sort of troubling um when I'm listening to you tell these stories because it reminds me of so much of what I've seen. um one of the things that you uh, mentioned was that a lot of the uh, polling places were redistricted. I believe mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. happened and what we noticed um once upon a time is that polling places that Typically served black and brown communities, primarily black communities in the south um, the amount of polling places places diminished mm-hmm. sometimes you know uh, by an order of magnitude mm-hmm. and or they were moved to you know white parts of town, right. And they the more locations, that, mm-hmm. right, right, and the result of that was that, well, you know, if if black folks can't get up, get out, move mm-hmm. to the point, now they have to drive twice as far. You know, the idea behind that um, would be that it would uh, um, lessen the impact of the black vote in those uh, parts of the country mm-hmm. and bolster you know the white vote make it easier for white folks to vote then of course they don't say that but that's what it looks like Mm -hmm. and you know when we look back historically these sorts of tactics these this is the most creative group of people i've ever (laughs) seen in my life these people are i i mean i don't mean it as a compliment but you know brilliant in terms of how they can come up with spin you know a story where they're it's the wildest thing um, in fact, you know, I was reading something recently and it's, it was basically, uh, rules that black people had to abide by to vote in certain States. And if you were a, uh, if you were a landowner and you had a piece of land that was worth more than $300, you could vote. Um, if you, uh, if your grandfather didn't vote, then you couldn't vote or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, uh you had to pay a poll tax, uh, if you were under a certain age, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all these things. Um, And the idea was that, um, you know, in theory, it'd be like, uh, apply to everyone, but it would only apply to certain districts or certain parts of town. And they would say it's to provide additional polling places or whatever. But the the fact is is that these were all voter suppression initiatives. And nowadays we see sort of the same tactics, just modern version of it. But the mm-hmm. truth is, the end result is that black people vote less as a result of it. And and there's another thing I wanted to mention while you were talking. You know, one of the things that I learned, uh, you know, I'm from Los Angeles, that's where I was born, and then I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've lived in big cities my whole life what happens is i think well you know this that can't be so bad you know voters okay they they put a couple rules in place it's fine we'll get to it but i think that your point when you mentioned okay there's a black neighborhood there's one person that's going to drop off his or her ballot mm-hmm. and we'll just go around to the community and say hey i'm dropping off my ballot if you guys want to give me we're mm-hmm. all friends give me your ballots. Mm-hmm. i'll take them all up there you know uh there are people who are live in rural parts of the country there are people who uh are not as mobile
1: mm-hmm.
0: people who are dealing with health issues mm-hmm. people who have to go to work you know and they can't get the time off you know they're not in cities cities tend to be very liberal very right. progressive you know these are rural folks and in the south in places that really matter um for black people and the Black boys, mm-hmm. um, you know, these little rules can have a profound impact on election outcomes. And so it's very important to right. know this. I learned it late. So yeah. I'm not mad at you listening. Yeah. If you're late to the party as well. Yeah
1: it's called ballot harvesting you can't do that i mean you just can't say okay you're working i can't get there will you drop it off you, right. can, you can't do it right. you filled out your ballot you've signed it yourself it's simply a matter of just going to the location and putting Not it in right.
0: yeah so so then and, and, and it's it's and important. the hours are changed,
1: too. That's oh, the, yeah. other, the days and the hours oftentimes. And, you know, who are the people that work the most, the longest, the hardest, you know, nine to five or longer to get to the polls could be very difficult.
0: Yeah. So uh, and I think that that kind of brings me to my next point. I wanted to ask you how we would go about identifying a voter suppression initiative. But I think that, you know, an example comes to mind, uh, Souls to the Poles, Mm -hmm. right? So you want to tell a little bit about Souls to the Poles?
1: Well, that is uh, a group of of, uh, the Divine Nine uh, that came together and decided that uh, they were going to go and just collectively as a group uh, make a thing out of it. You know, sometimes that's the best way that that we can do it. So uh, you have a cohort of individuals that are connected, and they collectively go to the polls. It can be Sunday after church. It can be uh, a group of fraternities and sororities that decide that they're going to do it. But you have a, a, a common interest already, and so by going collectively, you're not intimidated by what you might. Find there, and one of the things that I that came across my desk actually from from my sorority the uh, uh, yesterday, and I wanted to share this. I thought it was just very, very important. Uh, four bullets to know your rights when going to the poll, mm-hmm. and they are: if you are in line when polls are scheduled to to close, stay in. Line, you have a right to vote. So if you're already there and the polls are going to close at a certain time, as long as you are in line, don't get out. Mm -hmm. Stay there. However long that line is, you have the right to vote. Mm. If you make a mistake on your ballot, you should ask for a new one. Don't mark on it, just ask for another ballot. If the machines are down at your polling place, ask for a paper ballot. Don't just let it go, (laughs) okay, Mm -hmm. because they may go down in certain locations, mind you. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you do vote. And if your citizenship, criminal record, or other qualifications are questioned, immediately call. The Election Protection Hotline, where trained volunteers are available to help. If you experience any issues or have any questions while you vote, the Election Protection Hotline is there to help you. You can call or text 866-OUR-VOTE to speak with a trained election protection volunteer. So you don't just give up on that.
0: Well said. Um, so that's wonderful information to know. Uh, I appreciate you sharing it. Um, and it, it actually makes me think um, about what we were talking about just a second ago in terms of the uh what does voter suppression look like right mm-hmm. so obviously those things you know look like that but you know you were you were mentioning souls to the polls uh mm-hmm. this was an initiative that took place in Georgia
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh as you mentioned you know sunday uh black women mostly got together and went out and cast mm-hmm. their vote together this was just mm-hmm. on sundays so what did the uh the powers that be do in response to this souls to the polls initiative they close polling places on Sunday. On Sunday,
1: that's true, mm-hmm. right?
0: And so this is textbook, you know, voter suppression. Voter suppression. Um, it's it's like a way to combat. It's such a strange, like you would think that um, we would all want everyone's voice heard, accounted for. You know, let's let's you know, let's put all the ideas in the pot and see what we end up with. But no, mm-hmm. there is a not insignificant. Um, facet of this country that absolutely does not want you to vote because if you vote they will be outnumbered vastly outnumbered in fact the party would have would would cease to exist they would have to abandon all of their platforms to even continue as a party they would have to move so far left and you know uh, and,
1: therein I, I, is the, and there is the loss of the concept of democracy Absolutely. And it is to keep control. It is to keep control by a select population Mm -hmm. of the community is is what it boils down to.
0: Absolutely. And so uh, voting in midterms keeps a a handful of people very powerful and very comfortable and very wealthy. And it often enough keeps you exactly where you are. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think complaining about gas prices and food, you know, is bad, you know, just if you looked at the overall trajectory of this country um, in the past, let's say 20 years, I I read something recently um, and it said in the past, you know, I'll I'll just say 20 years, maybe, maybe it was 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, The average median income for the average American family was like right at around like $50,000 or something like that and it is still there um the average minimum wage is still exactly where it was but the Mm -hmm. average uh or the wealthiest person in the country back when was you know 80 billion dollars and now it's like 250 billion dollars right and that's true of most all the one percent and so this money is not trickling down you know, the standard of living is not increasing. It's not improving. Minimum wage is not going up and people that live normal lives, uh, are being robbed and left behind. And if for folks to complain about gas prices, um, without looking at that long, uh, that long view of it, you know, just sort of having a a bit more perspective on things. Uh, it might uh, be there are, counter- there are a
1: lot of things that's going on in the world too, that, as to why the gas prices sure, sure, absolutely. Impacted. And so, you know, it isn't necessarily that it's the people who are in office right now. There, there are other factors, and 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 some of the people who are are advocates of voter suppression of the ones who are. The cult what should I say? They are advocates for individuals who are causing the gas prices mm. to go up. Mm. And that's an international, that True. is an international problem. They are not just local. So it's a big game that we're playing. It's a really big game. It's larger than even just what's happening within the United States because the, those the individuals that are making decisions are sometimes in cahoots with people of other countries who control our oil and our gas and our opportunities. So it's, it's much larger.
0: You know, you mentioned uh, a larger puzzle and there's another piece that we haven't really touched on. um, And we just have a couple minutes left, but Mm -hmm. in brief um, explain for our listeners what gerrymandering is
1: gerrymandering uh really takes place after the census has occurred Uh, and the census is uh where you have people coming knock on your door and they want to find out how many people the ages ethnicity etc once you get all of that data then you begin looking at it and deciding where you want to draw lines so that you have districts electoral districts within each community Mm -hmm. and the individuals who are making those decisions sometimes will draw lines so that they disenfranchise certain segments of the population for example you may have a, a community where there's a historically black college and they'll split that historically black college in half to dilute the strength that you would have coming out of that particular community. Mm. So it's really a matter of controlling the voting power of select communities and making sure that the voting power is designed and structured in a fashion that will work well for you and your policies.
0: Right. So again, Uh, gerrymandering is another piece of a puzzle that many people don't know or feel um, in their day-to-day lives but you know voting in midterm elections you get to choose the decision makers
1: right and if you
0: choose the people who make good decisions then they won't seek to you know, weaken your vote by splitting your district so that you put a little of them over here, a little of them over there, and then they won't have enough of a voice in either district to really make any impact. Right. And so uh gerrymandering is another thing to be on the lookout for. Um, But the point here is that there are many ways that voting power could be weakened. Um There's so much at stake if our communities votes continue to be disenfranchised. So far, we've been able to fight back a good fight. But as you mentioned, this time around, uh, there's there are people coming after our vote full strength. They have you know every type of voter suppression initiatives or some creative folks. And if you want to fight back, I will let you know once again, nAAcp.org, you can donate, you can organize, you can not just sit around and wait for it to happen. And you need to do that in addition to casting your vote and getting everybody you know to do the same thing. Put it on social media. I'm going to vote. Are you? Any way that you can get folks to those polls, do it. And again, go to NAACP.org to find out how you can help spread the word. Moving on, it's time for the Way Black History Fact. Today's Way Black History Fact is sponsored by the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. Uh, check out more at BINNews.com stories and interviews that are pertinent to black culture, and that show, of course, is hosted by yours truly, Ramses Jha. Um, Today's Way Black History Fact, we're gonna be talking about the origins of the NAACP. So, uh, we'll start at the beginning. In 1908, a deadly race riot rocked the city of Springfield. Eruptions of anti-black violence, particularly lynching, were horrifically commonplace, but the Springfield riot was the final tipping point that led to the creation of the NAACP. Appalled at this rampant violence, a group of white liberals that included Mary White Ovington and Oswald Garrison, both the descendants of famous abolitionists, william english whaling and dr henry muskowitz issued a call for a meeting to discuss racial justice some 60 people seven of whom were african-american including w.e.b dubois ida b wells barnett and mary church terrell signed the call which was released on the centennial of lincoln's birth echoing the focus of Du Bois's niagara movement for civil rights which began in 1905 The NAACP aimed to secure for all people the rights guaranteed in the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the United States Constitution, which promised an end to slavery, provide equal protection under the law, and the right for all men to vote, respectively. Accordingly, the NAACP's mission is to ensure the political, educational, equality of minority group citizens of states and eliminate race prejudice. The NAACP works to remove all barriers of racial discrimination through the democratic process. The national office was established in New York City in 1910, as well as a board of directors and president. Morfield Story, a white constitutional lawyer lawyer and former president of the American Bar Association. Despite a foundational commitment to multiracial membership, Dubois was the only African-American among the organization's original executives. He was made Director of Publications and Research and in 1910 established The Crisis, the acclaimed publication of the NAACP. By 1913, with a strong emphasis on local organizing, the NAACP had established branch offices in such cities as Boston, Massachusetts, Baltimore, Maryland, Kansas City, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, Washington, DC, and Detroit, Michigan. NAACP membership grew rapidly from around 9,000 in 1917 to around 90,000 in 1919, with more than 300 local branches. Uh, And we'll skip forward here. While much of the NAACP's history is chronicled in books, articles, pamphlets, and magazines, the true movement lies in the faces of the multiracial, multigenerational army of ordinary people who united to awaken the consciousness of a people and a nation. With such a a powerful membership base, all 2200 chapters of the association continue to persevere and that is the origin story of the naacp it's, it's an organization that responded to kind of what was going on race riots lynchings that sort of stuff you know very black stuff but it also but uh stood to make sure that everybody was treated equally as well and this is something that i feel is kind of important we do this on civic cypher we recognize that having a platform like this having a show like this you know in spaces where hip-hop music is consumed where you know it's it's a popular facet of the culture that we can tell our black stories but you know at a time when our asian-american and pacific islander brothers and sisters were um feeling you know very traumatized and very attacked uh you know they may not have the same sort of outlet the same sort of infrastructure or strength in terms of like a space like this. And so, um, you know, we obviously um, would share our space with our brothers
1: and sisters in need. It's an old organization. Oh yeah. It, it's there for young people. I, I I must let young people 18 through 30 know that we welcome them, that we need them, that uh many of us have been foot soldiers out there and continue to be foot soldiers but uh we need to come together and uh use their efforts and their energy and creativity and know-how uh, uh, to accomplish the goals to save our democracy
0: we want you and before we uh move on we got about uh, maybe 30 seconds or so, but briefly tell us about, uh, Circle to the Cypher, where we got our name. Tell us a bit about it.
1: Yeah. Circle to the Cypher actually began, as I had mentioned, I, uh, created uh, rap literature, the first, uh, hip hop class in the state of Arizona in that genre. And along the way, um, I, I really realized that, um, there needed to be dialogue between individuals and you're finding that um, taking place in a number of ways, but I really based it off of hip hop culture with uh, Africa. Um, with. The, the, the people in villages coming together in a circle to talk with each other about the needs of their village and the community and then when you get into the hood and you have a cypher where you have your DJ coming together and in Africa you have your drummer pulling the people when they hear the drum they assemble uh, when you're in the city or in the hood you hear the DJ you hear the beat, people begin to assemble and then you have your rappers who are the voice they are the griot of the community. They tell the story and the history of the community and the needs of the community. And so Circle to the Cypher embraces that concept Our history of how we come together from Africa uh, to assemble, to dialogue with each other and in hip-hop culture as well. And the thought is that we will take your more seasoned elders, such as I, and young people who are rappers, uh, rap graph artists, uh, be boys and be girls, or or your uh, spoken word artist, uh, and come together and dialogue with each other about the issues of today and to work collectively together and to allow them to do it in their voice. Uh I I I can spit. Mm. but there are some people that i know out there who can take the message and deliver it in a way that i never could and they could deliver it to a population that i never could and so that's what the circle to the cypher is about
0: all right well before we before we let you go how can folks uh learn more about from circle to the cypher
1: Well, you know what? I actually, believe it or not, I will be putting up a website. Uh, You can email me, first and foremost, right now. It is C-A-H-W-E-S-T-E-N-B at AOL.com. Uh, But if you look me up from now on, you will be getting my my website because my girl, uh, Leah, Miss Marche has hooked me up and has uh, put some things together that will allow me to sort of go at this 75 years where I want to go with that concept because we need each other. I love. And it. so yeah that that's the way you can connect with
0: it. all right well once again thank you so much for coming on the show to discuss these important issues dr camilla westenberg as always it's a pleasure uh that's going to do it for us here on civic cypher i am your host okay. ramses ja uh shout out to q ward uh our producer is maggie aka maggie b knowing uh his website civiccypher.com for more information and until next week y'all peace You like this. With orders from headquarters, behind enemy lines, sidestepping the borders, with press passes, we bring it to you as it happens. The streets love my crew for music and rapping. Street commander slash beat expander, here to fight the slander with the proper propaganda. What's happening? You got a question? Then ask it. The news is just a TV show. Get past it, and this from a quiet wartime journalist. Headlines, wake up, refuse and resist. Like this, like this, like this, like this.